the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices, yonder breaks a new and glorious Chain shall he break for 
song is uh, one of my favorites at Christmas because of, as hopefully you were listening to those words, that very beginning of it talks about a world that is longing, pining for something. In sin, in error, they're just seeking some kind of relief in some way. And then on that night when Jesus is born, it's like the soul finally felt how much it was worth to God in sending His Son. That's a powerful image because it's so needed in our world. And I, one of the things that I observe that I want to share with you um, this, this evening is just how lots of Christmas movies uh, try and replace Jesus with Santa or Christmas or something else. And not only does that happen at Christmas, but we actually try and do that in our lives as well. And this passage from the, the Gospel of Luke that I read for you in verse 11 says, Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And then the angels just explode in the night sky to praise all of that because they know exactly what this means, that the Lord, the Savior of the world, has come to rescue us because it's clear that we need rescue. So one of the things I do at Christmas um, is we watch lots of movies at Christmas. Lily created a schedule for us. On this day, we're watching this movie and this movie. We had this movie marathon. Uh, We didn't have anything this day, so we're going to plug this one in here. So we watch quite a few Christmas movies at uh, this time of year and begin uh, after after Thanksgiving, because I don't like skipping that holiday. Um, But because I watch all those, I'm always looking for what is the message being conveyed in this story. Some of them are just fun, and they're kind of like dumb and like elf. There's no real story in that. It's just a funny Christmas movie. But there's others that are actually trying to to tell a story in this Christmas movie. And, And actually, this year, I got a a nice Christmas gift from the Hassenauer family, Kim and, and Eric, and I guess Eric was a part of it. He probably doesn't even know what I'm talking about. So Kim got me this gift. It says, uh, it's a hat that says, warning, pastor, anything you say might be put into a sermon. So you never know if I'm going to do that or not. But it always happens when I'm watching stuff, I'm thinking about what is this, because we learn a lot through the stories we tell. 
That, that's how cultures learn things. That's how you're able to understand what is the culture saying right now. Listen to their stories. And so there were three. Now, I'm not saying these are bad movies and you shouldn't watch them. I'm just pointing out that there were three movies that I picked up on this year that were really trying to say something about Christmas. And they were trying to make Christmas about something that it, it cannot do. This day, this Christmas day, just cannot do what they were trying to make it do. So uh, I, this one isn't probably as familiar. It's called The Christmas Chronicles. It might just be a Netflix movie. I don't know if it actually is anywhere else. But Kurt Russell's in it. I think it's 2018, so it's a little bit newer. Uh, and he obviously is playing Santa Claus in this movie. And then there's two kids. Their father uh, died, and it's single mom, these two kids, and the son's getting into all kinds of trouble, and they have a, the siblings have a terrible relationship. And so throughout the movie, you just see how Christmas and how Santa's kind of bringing them together and doing a lot of different things. Uh, and even there's one point where the, the, the boy, the, the, the son, uh, who's making fun of his sister for writing a letter to Santa, actually wrote a letter to Santa. And the letter, and I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching the movie, all they really need to do is extract Christmas or Santa from it and put Jesus, and it would make a lot of sense to me. Everything he was looking for, everything he needed... They were, they were putting the emphasis on Christmas, and I'm thinking to myself, this day can't do what that young man's looking for. But the story is trying to make it into something that it's not, because we know instinctively that's what all these stories are doing. There is something special, something different about Christmas. Another one, this one's a bit older, Santa Claus, and there's three in this series uh, with Tim Allen. And again, in each one, he's playing the character of Santa Claus, and in each one, the story is making Christmas and Santa into something that they just can't be for us. They, they just can't do for our relationships and the brokenness that we see in the world. Let's not even worry about the world scene. Let's just worry about kind of my life and my brother or sister, my spouse, my coworker, my son or daughter, like just think about those relationships and what those are like. And this story is kind of telling us how Christmas can, can change all of those things. And the last one that, and I just chose three that we watched, Miracle on 34th Street. Now, this is the newer version. There's a 1947 version. This is 1994. And again, I'm not saying any of these are terrible movies. We watch them pretty much every year. But I'm just noticing, because I can't not notice these things, that these stories that we're telling, we're going to leave people with something that they're really seeking after that Christmas just cannot do. And we see it in lots of different stories, and, and we're just using Christmas as an example because that's what we're celebrating tomorrow. And really, this time of year has lots of stories trying to do that. All of these relationships that are somehow restored because they're celebrating Christmas, whether it's one of these movies, whether it's one of the romance Hallmark movies, it's this relationship that somehow comes together and it's beautiful and it's amazing and every single one ends the exact same way 
and it's all because of Christmas. Now, I'm not saying you can't watch romance, Hallmark movies. Don't worry, girls. I'm not banning them from our house or something. But it's all conveying something that we desperately need that Christmas just can't do. Because guess what? Tuesday morning, December 26th, many of you are going back to work. And as I said this morning, if you hate your job, guess what? After Christmas, you're probably still going to hate it. And might even hate it even more because you just celebrated Christmas and it was fun. And of course, as I said, there's some folks that Christmas isn't really that much of a celebration for them. Some, even within our own church family, this year just isn't really going to be that much of a celebration. There's got to be something more to it than just this day. Because Christmas is not about the day. It's not about even the gatherings, the family gatherings, the celebrations that we do. Christmas is about a person. So let's take Christmas out of the equation. There's lots of people that try and substitute what I'm talking about, the longing that they have, the brokenness in your relationships that you've experienced. Yeah, that Christmas can do, you know that. That alcohol's not going to fix, drugs aren't going to fix. Staying at work, getting up early at 7 a.m. and staying there till 7 p.m., that's not going to fix it. That new boat that you have in your driveway, that's not going to fix it. We, we substitute Christmas with other stuff all the time. And just like that day can't fix all of that stuff, neither can that thing fix anything. There's only one place to find what you're searching for. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what I'm here to tell you this evening. If you walked into here and you felt that searching, that longing, you've experienced that brokenness, Christmas really isn't that much of a celebration for you. It's because you're searching for the only person that can meet that need. That person was born in a manger. There was nothing special about that day. It was a stinky stall. There was nothing special about those people in this story. You would have never heard of them if it wasn't for what God decided to do in their lives. What Jesus is showing to all of us is that you, God sees you, and you have worth to Him. You know how much worth you have to Him? Jesus came to die for you. That's what Scripture tells us. That's what Jesus says He came to do. I've not come to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom for many. The hope, the peace, the joy, the love, all those things that we seek to experience, that we seek to have in our life, that that job can't do, that our spouse can't do, that, that friendship that's broken can't do, that that thing that I thought could do it just isn't doing it. That's why every Christmas story is about reconciliation, broken relationships coming back together. In the Christmas Chronicles, this brother and sister that hated each other, down, going down terrible paths, changed that. This relationship with their mom changed. All these things keep on changing. The problem is Christmas can't do that. You're going to celebrate tomorrow. And you're going to have lots of leftovers in digestion, and then you're going to get up Tuesday, go to work, and then it's all going to be the same, and then it's New Year's Eve. And then same deal. Some of you are going to celebrate and be happy about that. Some are going to look back at this year and say, man, I hope next year is a lot better than this one. The brokenness, the pain that they experience. Christmas can't solve that. 
Neither can that thing that we just bought, that job that you think can, that other relationship that you think might be able to do that. This story of Jesus never gets old because we retell it year after year after year. The lengths to which God will go to show us what we mean to Him. That's why that song, I think, says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining. There's this emptiness, this brokenness, this thing in our lives that we, we just need to have filled. We're just longing for until He appeared and the soul felt its worth. That's what Christmas is communicating to us. Your worth in God's eyes. What you're searching for is not found in a thing. It's found in a person, and that person is the person of Jesus Christ. The life that we couldn't live, Jesus lived it for us. The pain and the brokenness, He took it upon Himself. The rebellion that we've experienced, the rebellion that we've shown God, that we've done in our own lives, the way we've treated people, maybe even our spouses, our parents, all of that sin that is pushing us, it's like this burden, this weight that we just can't carry. Jesus comes into our life and He picks it up and He takes, us off, takes it off of us and He bears it on the cross. He's come for the forgiveness of sins. That's why the angels are proclaiming glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. You have been reconciled with your Creator through the sacrifice that Jesus has made. And now I'm giving you a gift. A gift is something that you don't earn or necessarily deserve. It's just given to you. You're going to receive gifts at Christmas, not because you did something to earn it. People are just trying to bless you by giving you a gift. That's what God has done for us through His Son, Jesus. It's a gift. If we're willing to embrace it, He can change our life. And that worth, that value, that purpose, that, that meaning that we're desperate for, there's only one place you're going to find it. And that place is a dirty manger in Bethlehem. Because that place, there's a person. And His name's Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank You for loving us enough to send us Your Son, Jesus Christ, to live the life none of us could, to take the death that we all deserved and to rise again, Lord, in giving us new life in His name. And Lord, really what we're doing tonight is waiting and celebrating the fact that Jesus will one day return and reconcile all things to Himself. All the brokenness, the pain, the suffering, the evil that we see, Jesus will extinguish it all and make all things right. And He desires to do that in our life right now. Holy Spirit, I just pray that You would be working in hearts and minds, Lord, as we just kind of end our service this evening with a candlelight, singing about a song, that silent night, what it means that you came to us in that manger, in that stable. Father, I pray that you would speak to us through this song, through this time together, through this 
time we've allotted in our busy, busy schedules at Christmas to just hear from you. And so, God, as we sing together this, this very familiar song, may the words just take on deeper and fuller meaning as we understand what it means that Jesus came, where we can find hope, peace, love, and joy in the person of Jesus Christ. We pray this in His name. Amen. What we're going to do at this time is I'm going to light my candle up here uh, with the ushers. The ushers are going to light their candle for mine, and then they're going to come back through, and you will light yours off of theirs. And so what you need to do is they're going to hold their candle straight, and you turn yours and light it that way. And then you hold yours straight, and the next person lights theirs and turns it and holds theirs straight. Now we're doing all that so that Jody doesn't have to clean up hot wax off of the pews. She doesn't want to do that. Let's give her a wonderful Christmas gift and not do that. So what I do, and I'm going to do this in just a moment, we're going to turn all the lights out. When everybody's candles have been lit, we're going to sing Silent Night together. When we've finished singing that, we'll extinguish our candles and then we'll close by singing Joy to the World. But I'm going to light my candle from that center candle, the Christ candle. I'm doing that because Jesus is the light of the world, and we experience light in life from Him. And so really what's happening is as I light mine, and the ushers light theirs, and you light yours going back through, we're conveying in this symbol of lighting our candles that Jesus' light spreads through us and through our lives, and through us sharing the good news that Jesus came. So as you light your candle tonight, remember that. We're lighting it from that center candle, the Christ candle, because He's the one who gives us light and life. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward, and we'll light our candles.